0: Today is the day to wake, work, and win. Welcome to The Standard. All right, Craig, this is going to hit close to home for you. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Chicago.
1: Hey, shut down.
0: And I don't think this is any surprise, but... Uh, is this a hot dog story? Uh, Italian. Not deep quite, no. Deep we're we're talking, like, serious stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Chicago nears 700 murders for the third straight year. Mayor's race focus on public safety. Chicago will likely end 2022 with approximately 700 murders for the third year in a row. A statistic that lies, the deep trauma experienced by many Chicagoans exposed to the crime and violence that also threatens the city's economic vitality. The surge of crime and violence that peaked during COVID-19 pandemic, but has yet to recede has imperiled Mayor Lightfoot's bid for a second term. More than 70% of voters rated crime and public safety as their number one and number two most important issue. Now, it's interesting about this, we had a guy who came to our department from Chicago in 2016 and it wasn't because of the department. It was, I cannot raise my family in this city anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he was a medic. It's bad.
1: I have, a lot, I have a lot to say about that. Go for it. Uh, I lived in the northern suburbs. The north cre- side, right? In north side, incredibly safe place. But I lived downtown for about five years before I moved out here. And when I was growing up, the city seemed a lot more violent when i was a kid there were a few
0: living um, in the city you're saying or you do you mean that compared then to now
1: it felt so when i was uh growing up you couldn't walk down the street where i lived later on in life um there were a couple projects one in particular called cabrini green which was you know when when we were growing up, like that was one of like, it's like the boogeyman. Yeah. Like don't go anywhere near there. Um, On New Year's Eve, like cops wouldn't even go in there because they would basically shoot off all their guns at night and they would just kind of block the streets and wouldn't allow anybody to go in there. Yeah. One of the mayors made like this big stink about like, oh, it's not that bad. I'll go stay there. And so she, there's a good documentary about this too. She, like basically evicted an entire floor and that's the floor she stayed on. And Mm. there were, you know, police everywhere and all this other sorts of jazz. But, uh, they closed that down and put up some like really nice apartment complexes. Then there were still like the Robert Taylor homes down South near Comiskey or, uh, us cellular. I think it is now, you know, when we would leave those ball games, it was like straight to your car. Don't mess around. You know, the old Chicago Stadium before it became the United Center. Like, that was another spot that was just rough.
0: So, what, like, what do you do? How do you get a handle on this? I mean, well, lo- let's just talk about it from what we know. You get tired of it as as a fireman in that city. I mean, just like, God, another one. And then yeah, it's kids. You, and then it's like. You have
1: to live in the city if you want to work for the city of Chicago. Ooh. And so, some guys will. All of them will get together, and they'll they'll have an apartment address, but they'll live outside
0: the city. Everybody pays a couple hundred bucks a month or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: But, I mean, I think, again, this is not a political podcast, nor do I really know what I'm talking about. But the answer is you need to take away desperation from people. I mean, that is what turns kids into violent adults, is they're desperate. No hope, maybe? Yeah, I mean, like, they... There's no way for them to. They don't uh,
0: see a way out. This yeah, is the way, this is the only way to to live and survive.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know. and so they they get there is no like they get in the bad crowd real easy, and that perpetuates into extreme violence. Now, I think one side of the coin is that the mayor Lightfoot has outlawed anyone owning firearms in the city of Chicago. I mean, you needed a driver's license or maybe was it you couldn't buy spray paint or something like that in the city of Chicago because it had a propellant in it like just crazy stuff like that and uh, I can't remember who said it but I read it in a uh, who did that 10,000 hours uh, Malcolm Gladwell Gladwell? um, talks about tall fences make good neighbors and I think there is some truth to that I mean I'm I'm obviously on one side of the the gun control kind of world, and there's a case to be made for like, hey, more guns is not the answer, but also gun restrictions aren't the answer
0: either, because then only the bad guys have mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I they, mean, they don't care about the restrictions; they're not turning in their guns. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, another piece of the puzzle is they've kind of hamstrung the police, and when you take away the law, crime runs rampant. Crime runs rampant. So were there were there bad cops who did some kind of fucked up stuff? Absolutely. And they should be dealt with. But when you're not allowing police to chase after people anymore and everyone's terrified to pull their gun like
0: yeah, I don't know. Have, I mean, you're going to have instances like this. Yeah, and if you've
1: had if you've had violent run-ins with teenagers for years, you're going to see them differently. And so when, when a younger person gets shot, it's a tragedy, but those police officers don't see them as young people. They see them as threats because they, they have been in the past. And so you, it's hard to deprogram those officers. I mean, can you imagine how scary it must be to be a cop in downtown, any big downtown city? I yeah. mean, even the one we work in, man,
0: either shots are getting fired around you or at you.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were, what, like six homicides over the weekend just in our sm- yeah. small town? And it's like, okay, we don't have that many police officers. So how they must feel on, like, every traffic stop, every, you know, every interaction. It doesn't matter what time of day. They happened all day long yeah. this, this last weekend. Man. So I think there's a big, a big problem. I mean, the south side of Chicago is one of the most dangerous places in our country. And it's going to take a lot more than just some legislation to turn that around. I mean, you need to provide those people with an opportunity to no longer be living. No one wants to, to live like that. You know,
0: I don't, I don't think. I think they probably don't comprehend, you know, that there's a, another way. But for some of them, they don't know.
1: But for some of them, there isn't another way.
0: You don't know what you don't. Yeah. And and there's no hope that there is. They don't know of it. And this is, I think it, it seems like the only way. Right. So then you, this is what you do.
1: Yeah. And they have taken, the city has basically taken them and put a lot of that population all in one place. And they're like, oh, we'll just, you know, they, they had low-income housing on the north side, on the west side, on the south side, and now it seems like everything's congregating in one area, which yeah. makes that a pretty dangerous place to, I mean, even... I mean, the people who want to have their kids have a better life, which I assume is every single parent, what do you do? Like, who wants to be a, what good teacher wants to work on the South side? What Mm. good teacher or what good doctor wants to work at, you know, Cook County? It's hard to get good folks into those areas and not burn them out super fast. So, man, that's a tough issue, dude. Really tough
0: issue. We're not going to solve it. I know that.
1: Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Got a big class coming up.
0: Another one. i yep, excited. So we just finalized it. April 29, 30, Saturday, Sunday, 2023. Right? So it's going to be two-day class at South Adams County Fire Department. Again, same place as we did in October. But Forge the Basics, two-day class. Officially, it's out there.
1: Yeah. We had some uh, former classmates reach out, and uh, they got a rescue recently, and one of their things they said was that what they learned at our class was like huge for being able to get in first and making the rescue, and then they went back to work right afterwards. Yep. So, And if you're a Patreon member, we're going to give you 100 bucks off.
0: Yeah, so you just uh, join the Patreon, have the code on there, and uh, you can get 100 bucks off the class. Biggest thing is, you know, two days. It's a lot of work, but the instructors are working right there with you. You know, we we try to put the class into five or six groups, but you have two to three instructors with you in each group. Plus, you've got an instructor teaching the skill, too. But the biggest thing is we're there with you, man. It's it's fun. It's It's a lot of work. A lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, too. So uh, you can go to our website, find out more information. You can, like I said, sign up on our Patreon and – you can find out more information like that, but uh, we'll be putting the links out on our social media. You'll see that quite often. If you got any questions, reach out to us. We'll see you in April. All right, I got one. We're going to put this video up on the Patreon because it is hilarious. Okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> hilarious firefighter training mishap kind of video, and it's about don't throw the baby.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you
0: seen this? Yeah. This might be the, one of the most unathletic things I've seen in a while out of a firefighter.
1: I mean, it's it's in a training
0: right environment. So they, they're, you know, I mean, and this is realistic. It does happen. Like yeah. People who jump and have to throw their kids first. Yeah. You know, or drop them. And so it's kind of like, hey, you know, one of, one of the things on the fire ground that we try to mimic in training is you're doing one task and all of a sudden it's, nope, I need you to do this. You got to adjust. You got to, you got to, Detour, you know, you gotta yeah. plan B. You know, so they're doing their tasks, they're assigned, and then it's here's a baby, and you know, one time the baby hits him in the head, the other time he just his arms cross craw- like he misses it completely. Classic. <laughs> uh I think we need
1: more of this. More of what? People, unathletic firefighters?
0: <laughs> no, that's one thing that probably needs to get a little bit better. But uh what what I, was, I guess what I was happy to see about this article is it wasn't like they're throwing babies out and this is wrong and somebody's offended you know right you know but it's realistic but i mean i think not necessarily a news story for discussion but we're going to post that video on well i mean what here, here how about this what's the i can think of one thing i did when i was a recruit but I remember like going into a fire and I came out. We did the entire evolution. I came out, and my helmet was on backwards.
1: Oh hell yeah! That was <laughs> awesome.
0: laughing at me like, what is going on with that guy?
1: My first academy was in 2006, and uh, I got to go with like some of my best buds. It was so much fun, and uh, we had this one guy. I don't actually don't know if he's a fireman anymore, but uh, he kept losing his tool. Right, and so the cadre. His tool for was it a day or a week? Was a fourteen foot straight ladder.
0: To carry it with him everywhere in the Upstairs, burn in the burn everywhere. building
1: because he's like, oh, I'll find you a tool. Uh, like I'll, so, he, I think he's like, uh, I won't put out his name, but he's like, Mister Whatever. I think I have a solution to your problem, and he brings out this ladder, and he had to carry it around. It was oh man, it was awesome. Um Did I Ever tell you the muffler story? Uh this is fantastic, and I want you to tell it. Okay. Yes.
0: So we're in academy. I'm instructing. Me and another guy are teaching. A couple of lieutenants teaching. And, you know, it's that point in the academy where everybody's quiet. You know, everybody's formal. Yeah. You know, sir, I have a question. Raise your, you know, that type of stuff. Don't interrupt class. Whatever. So we're in the middle of teaching, you know, hose or something. And one of the guys in the back, great dude. He just rips this huge fart. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you know, I think. Some people probably expect, like, what? You know, get, I'll get pissed, and it's like, go run Tower Labs or yeah. something. But, of course, you know, come from where I come from, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I was more in shock, and I kind of look over, smiling. Like, Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, totally. Oh, really? And so I came from a place like, you know, when we were online, the same guy was in there. And when we were online together, we worked together, the guy I was teaching with, and kind of was this running joke of, you know, you can't fart in the kitchen. People are cooking stuff like sure. that. but if you attempt to muffle it, <laughs> then you're you're free. You're good to go. That's right? just whole like
1: holding your butt cheeks tighter.
0: Sure, sure. In reality, <laughs> in reality, it's just saying I muffled it. You know? Oh, gotcha. You rip this huge fart. It's like, man, did you muffle it? Yeah. Okay, we're good. You know? Yeah. So I turned to the recruit who did this, and he's you know blushing red. Yeah. You know, stands up, and I was like, did you try to muffle it? He's got no clue what I'm talking about. No one would. Right. Unless you were in that. Right. Did you try to muffle that? No, sir. Oh, then we got a problem. <laughs> so the guy is teaching with, you know, motorcycle muffler, at home. He had, he had bikes at home. Yeah. So we made the guy carry around a muffler for, like, a week. Fantastic. And it was like, anytime you have to fart, because you obviously have a problem, you need to muffle it. <laughs> so he carried a muffler around, and then we had uh Guest speaker come in. Uh, actually, Dave McGrail. Yeah. Uh, teaching high-rise. And, you know, Dave walks in. And he does a good job in class of, like. He's a fantastic yeah, instructor. keeping guys engaged and keeping some humor. Yeah. And, of course, you know, he sees it. He's like, I got to know <laughs> <laughs> what's that all about. And he told the whole story. It was great. We made it. It's awesome. And he learned how to muffle. Yeah. Love it. Anyways. All right. We'll, we'll put that video of the baby mishap Up on the on Patreon. Patreon. Pretty funny. All right, we are going to Chandler, Arizona.
1: Your favorite place. Arizona, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Woman arrested after driving off a road into Chandler Lake. Is Chandler Lake big? I don't know. I actually don't know where Chandler Lake is. Um, I probably know where the crossroads are, but I wouldn't know. Chandler police say a woman was arrested after driving off the road and into a lake, prompting a large rescue response early Thursday morning. A woman in the water reportedly told officials she was a passenger in a vehicle that wrecked into the lake. Fire crews and police officers went into the cold water to attempt to locate the driver, but later discovered the report was false. The woman was the only person in the vehicle, and she was the one driving. You liar. Yeah. So, what's the deal, man? Like, you need attention that bad? No, I think you're just trying to get out of trouble. Oh. Uh, I think I you're I'm just like, no, it wasn't I me. I, thought, I figured, it, yeah, I was a passenger, and the driver, who's the driver? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I gotta sober up before it I tell Uber. you the truth. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's
0: do you remember the Office? Doing. Do you? Are you an Office I guy? I didn't watch too much of it, but oh. I do laugh at the clips that come out. Such a good episode where uh, Michael
1: and Dwight are in a car, and the GPS is telling them to like take a right, and Dwight's like, "No, like that's a lake," and he's like, "Nope, technology told me to do it. I'm gonna <laughs> do it." And Fucking both driving to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, at what point are you sitting there and you're like, "I'm just gonna tell this little white lie." And then you see the dive
0: team show up. She's you see probably not, unless she's drunk. Though she's, if she happened to drive in the lake, I mean, you're not. You will get a probably careless driving ticket, but you're not like in that much trouble. Like you'd say, I my you know, I just lost control. Right. I mean, if you're drunk, that's one thing.
1: Let's just say that you were still like you didn't hit story. anybody,
0: and they don't yeah. search. You are you're an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, but that's it.
1: Let's say that she was, just for the story. She was what, drunk? Yeah, let's just say that. She probably was. At what point are you sitting on the bank and seeing this gigantic response
0: that you just... Oh uh, Well, here we go. Oh. Police say the woman was arrested for false reporting of allegedly driving under the influence. Okay. <laughs> so we don't have to imagine. This is what happened. So she's sitting <laughs> like on the edge of the, the lake, the and she's like... This was a bad idea. I should have just come clean. Yeah, they
1: got divers out there. They got, like, a mobile command <laughs> the, unit.
0: The choppers pull over. Totally. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: like, man. Oh, I didn't think this would happen. Hey,
0: uh, psych, <laughs> sorry. Um, it was just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just me.
1: Oh, man. I mean, yeah, dude, that's, that's a huge to-do.
0: False reporting to get out of something, but makes your life way worse than it ever could have been.
1: Yeah, you could have just paid a but, fine and you're
0: done. But she's thinking, I drove drunk. I'm in big time trouble. Well, du- now you DUIs in Arizona are pretty rough. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think that's that's where it came in. Now, had she been sober, she probably once she wouldn't have been in trouble. Too, she would have been just a lot thinking a lot clearly. Yeah, a lot more clearly.
1: I mean that uh, that is a epic boo boo. That's a dumb dumb move. Yeah. Professional dumb dumb. Professional move. dumb dumb. Well, what's what's the worst
0: accident you were ever in? Accident, like car accident.
1: Yeah, or like,
0: why are you bringing this up?
1: Well, no, no, I'm asking because, like, I have never been in a spot where I've even come. Never really been in a bad accident. Oh, how about the dumbest thing you've
0: done in a car? Then, I mean, probably, you know, probably threw eggs. I don't. Okay, car. so just shenanigans. Yeah, just high school shenanigans. We, Worst uh... thing I've ever done in a car. Yeah,
1: I mean, I just like, can't think of a time where I've been like, oh man, I almost drove into mean, that lake.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, just sh- shenanigans like that involved getting away in a car. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing too heinous, like actually in the car, other than driving fast.
1: Yeah, how was the fastest you ever driven? Probably a hundred. Okay, that seems reasonable.
0: Yeah, probably a hundred, like in either Mustang or Camaro. I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. enough to like it. I mean, ninety, ninety-five. Day was a kind of a regular thing when you're driving like through new mexico or whatever you know just cruising yeah you're cruising that's the time to do it yeah yeah you gotta pick your place yeah we talked about that about you know driving fast and how you you would go to the track growing up just to get the like your dad would be like go drive you know ride with this nascar whatever driver you know
1: yeah it was called Car uh gingerman raceway and like once a year we'd go out there and uh you can either, like, rent cars or, you know, the people from Chicago would bring their fancy whatever's out there. And uh, they would teach you how to drive a race car on a racetrack. Mm-hmm. And you got to really feel what it's like, like, what the vehicles are capable of. And when you spin out how, like, terrifying that is. And, you know, my dad was basically just like, hey, if you're going to do this dumb stuff, I want you to do it here. And not out on the street. Yeah. And
0: I think that probably
1: saved me from doing
0: that. Yeah, I think the time I drove, you know, like I was talking about, I remember one time near a hundred. But I mean it was frontage road, nobody on the road. Right. See the whole way. Yeah. Um, bad things still could happen, but it certainly wasn't with other cars or right. people or like where you're on a on a busy road where the speed limit's thirty, you know? It's totally just, just dumb.
1: It's dumb.
0: Yeah dum-dum yeah that's that's where sometimes kids need to just kind of see see an accident like that and the destruction
1: yeah this conversation came after a I don't know, one of the gnarlier wrecks we've extricated on and it's just like
0: man well timing too. christmas eve 16 yeah. year olds you know but yeah when you drive fast it's you consequences are, you are taking a risk for sure
1: because no one else knows what you're doing yeah and so you know the other the other actors aren't privy to what you got going on. Yeah, hundred percent. So,
0: all right, I'm we'll gonna stay on the roads a little all bit. Right. Uh, glitch, quote unquote glitch, blamed for LED road sign stating "smoke weed every day." <laughs> <laughs> a glitch.
1: So we're talking a uh, like one of those that are over the highway or like a construction one.
0: Uh, like like side of the road construction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, officials said. The message, quote-unquote, smoke weed every day on an LED display sign at the side of the road in India's largest city was the result of a technical glitch.
1: Aw, that's not true. That is, <laughs> you are lying. So
0: <laughs> I watched a video. A lie detector determined that, that was, was a lie. also a lie.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I watched a YouTube video on how to how to do that.
0: How to what? What do you mean?
1: How to go, because like the the control box is in the, oh, in the
0: in the trailer. Oh, for those, not the ones that are. Permanently mounted because they can control those. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, but, is,
1: but the ones yeah. that are on the side of the road that are on the back of a a trailer, you can uh, allegedly per this video, you can break into them because it's, it's just a padlock that's on there, and you can change it to whatever you want. Yeah. Do you think those signs that are above the highway are useful, like the click it or ticket, or you know, put your phone down? Do you think those do anything?
0: I think so. It's okay. just a reminder. All right, right. It's kind of like sales, you know, like an ad. Oh, okay. Right? Kinda, you see it, remind yourself. I think they help.
1: I've never looked at one and been like, "Oh, thank
0: God!" A little bit because me. you're wearing a seatbelt.
1: Well, yeah, I'm always wearing a seatbelt, but like I'm also on my phone almost all the time.
0: Ooh, yeah, and I am too. I'm pretty bad at that. So it says the joint commissioner for traffic with the Mumbai police told India Today that L and T, the company responsible, sign blamed. <laughs> some technical glitch for the wrong message. Hell yeah, I love it. So it's like, uh, yeah, um, as some glitch, we'll, we'll work on it. I'll, uh, RIT will handle it. It was a
1: funny glitch, which ha- which yeah. happens all the time.
0: Somebody went and typed it into.
1: Is it illegal to smoke weed in India? I don't know. Let's look it up.
0: Smoke weed every day. Do you think somebody complained? If you don't, if you don't drive by that and laugh. We can't be friends. Like if you actually complained, hey, that that roadside sign says smoke weed every day and I'm offended, we can't be friends.
1: Uh, That's a fact. You can go to what's called rigorous imprisonment for six months if you smoke weed in India. Every day? Well, you have to smoke weed every day. It's on Mm. the sign.
0: So it's not legal. Correct. So making the sign visible might be illegal too then.
1: Ooh, shut it down. Get it together, India. I know. Legalize it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well then.
1: There's no shortage of news stories.
0: They just I, keep. I, I love how I love how a lot of these are like blaming, no no responsibility taken. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Ah, it's a glitch. Oh, you know somebody else was driving. You know. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's. Maybe
0: yeah. We could just take a little more responsibility. Oh come on, Tom. things would go better.
1: Well, if you guys have any stories, you want to send them to us, mail at the dash tanner.us. And uh, yeah,
0: hit you up on the next one. Right?